Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, and just remember that God has you exactly where he wants you may not be where you want, may not be where you expect it to be, but this is exactly on track. You're, you are on track. Whatever, wherever you are, you're exactly on track, on his path for you. So we've been talking about how to develop uh, an awareness of the supernatural realm and to do that, how to actually develop a a strategy to take this seriously. And so we were looking at how Scripture, and specifically Paul, refers to our walk with him, our being with him. And when we see he uses a lot of the warfare terminology and Throughout Christianity, throughout uh, Western civilization, that's been built upon. The whole idea of warfare and being, you know, armor of God and that kind of thing. Now, that's fine, except that for most of us, that's not real common language it's not really common understanding we are much more used to being in terms of well not being in terms of being at war most of us are have are not engaged in military in the military or service enough i mean most of us have a familiarity of it but most, many of us have not had that experience. So when we, we have this idea about going into battle and overcoming and, and warfare. We have very limited understanding. We have very limited appreciation of the significance of what that means. So what we could say that what Paul meant and what others have meant is not really exactly what we take away from it but rather than delving into the difference about about what it really matters to be in war for instance the the you know waiting for your life to end type of situation the risk the the tunnel vision the uh trauma that it causes Instead, we want to take away the purpose of what Paul was trying to get across to us. And, and really what that is, is that it is about our circumstances, our environment, the way we live our lives. To be in, involved as in your Christian walk, it's to be intentional. 
It's not a casual thing. There is, and we talked before about there being that it's important and significant and, and there's a lot at stake. And it's by that I don't mean anything like your salvation, for instance, or anything about your relationship with God being at stake. If you don't take it seriously, you're going to, you know, lose your crown or displease God or anything like that. That's not it at all. Instead, what it's about is that when we think about our walk with with Christ, we very often compartmentalize it. And what the illustration of the warfare and the military and the soldier and the and the armor what that signifies is much more of a lifestyle now again most of us and many of us cannot relate to that lifestyle that we're being we're invested we've we've we're committed to behaving a certain way and taking certain uh, measures in our life and taking, being willing to take certain risks. And most of us have never experienced that and have a hard time applying that to the Christian walk. And God knows that. So it's not like we have to, to reinvent our, you know, or, or come to an equal understanding about what the example was that Paul used. I like how, I've always liked how Jesus used all these different kinds of stories when he was explaining himself, who God was, how we are, how things worked. He didn't use the same thing over and over and over again. He, he recognized that there was a variety of people in his audience, and he would do a lot of stories you know, parables, a lot of the kingdom of God is like. Because there's no one perfect description that everybody will get. And that and that so so you and I have the option and I think we're encouraged to come to our own understanding and our own appreciation and our own value of what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is simply, you know, we've, you've already, if you've been born again, if you've been re-spirited, you have already entered the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not built, it's entered. It's in our midst, it's in the middle of you. It's, it's where you are, it's where we all are, is the kingdom of God. So, and again, it doesn't need to be built. The king's already on his throne. It's finished. But what that means to us and how we understand it and how we approach it is going to be very personal. Part of what what our privilege is, because we know God, we have that, you know, we've talked a lot about being on the path and that we all have our own paths, and sometimes we walk with other people. Sometimes we see people off in the distance on, on a far mountain and we're in the valley, and other times we're, we're completely solitary. But that path leads to the kingdom, and yet we all enter the kingdom on our, on our own path. 
Now that kingdom is is God, is Christ. That's you know where He is. It's spirit. So, but we en- we simply enter it. We don't have to to pay a, a penalty or a price. Or there's not you know the uh, the old the fairy tale where you have to answer three questions correctly to to cross the bridge. No, none of that. It's you just you 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 arrive at the gate and you're at, you you gain entrance because you're on the path that path will lead us there and we you're never truly alone but we it's a solitary walk partly because it is such a solitary understanding of our relationship with God so we've been talking about the whole idea of the supernatural realm and we went through quite a few different uh, aspects that you know we come away with thinking about you know the warfare concept of the and the armor and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they don't give they don't have the same that doesn't have the same meaning for us as it did for Paul and the people of his time and again, rather than trying to figure out what that was, instead, what was he trying to get at? He was trying to get at, and what was succeeding, at making it understandable and relatable. So rather than using that example, and again, we, we, can, we can start there, but you can come up with your own approach to what your relationship with God is like. Something that gives you structure and encouragement and motivation and understanding. And it can even change from day to day, from week to week, from different parts of your your life. You know, now if you want to continue to see your struggles, for instance, in terms of battle, you know, uh, waging war against this, that, or the other thing, or that you're engaged in in a battle. That's fine, but don't think that that's all you've got. That Don't think that that's the only understanding of our relationship to God or to the times we live in. Because there are downsides to that understanding. Because on the one hand, Every aspect of our life, every circumstance you find yourself in is there for a reason. And yes, we, we are learning to overcome ourself, our flesh, and we are being reunited with our spirit. And there's changes, and some of these changes can be painful and violent, and we are wounded and rejected, and we learn to get healed. So there are aspects that we can thoroughly understand from the whole concept of warfare. But those can also be understood and appreciated without even without any understanding of the warfare at all. So we can separate our experience from the illustrations that are used. And by doing that, what we do is we make ourselves open to God explaining 
and encouraging us in, in more personal ways. What do I mean by that? Well, one of the things that, the, one of the ways that God has always spoken to me and relayed his encouragement and structure to my personal walk is in terms of, uh, of a garden. And now, there's been times when I've lived places where I've had gardens and they've usually been, you know, I've usually started out very well-intentioned and I'm going to grow this and that and pretty soon that attention goes by the wayside and it just becomes a, a mess and unsightly and full of weeds and not real some, really something I would want anybody else to see and not something I enjoyed. God has used that as a way to communicate meaningful expressions to me. It might mean nothing to you, but it has meaning for me. Likewise, when I was I was working for a ministry, and they were um, been working there for you know like five years or something, and they were relocating, and I was not sure about whether I should relocate with them and so i'd done you know the whole two columns of pros and cons and obviously he had been asking the lord what you know to let me know if it was important you know to let me know if there was one way that would be if i should leave or if i should stay and one one morning while i was there working i just really had the you know heard him say it's time to tend your own garden now, others might not know what that meant, but and the meaning behind it, not just yeah, everybody you know needs to tend their own garden, but he and I both shared an understanding about what that meant to me, and so now when when he talks to me in those terms, it has a not just a foundational and fundamental meaning but he and I are building on that understanding. So he talks to me in terms of not just that, but other, other illustrations, but those things that have meaning to me. And that's what he wants to do for you as well. And it can be about anything. And it can change all the time. But what's important is that you look to something that's personal for encouragement, for building. You know, especially as, we, as we're going to start getting into very specifics about how to um, build that strategy for learning how to function in the supernatural realm, the soulical realm. This is, we don't want to be borrowing somebody else's understanding of our relationship or somebody else's vision of Christianity. Again, Jesus used a, a wide variety, but he used those, variety, those parables and those stories for his audience. You are now God's audience. You, your soul is listening to your spirit, and you will find him 
some saying something. It could even be a song. It could be a painting. It could be a story that you're familiar with, a TV series even. Anything that's encouraging you and giving you what you need for that structure of this is what your life is like with God. And very often those those are the things that even if they're short and small, they will have the most meaning because nobody else knows about it. I was involved in a, a prophetic um, lesson at a, at a conference one time, and I was a, a group leader, and somebody was doing, you know, the person I was with, the, the co-leader, you know, uh, what we were doing was practicing prophetic words, and he said, I'm th-, you know, he just threw it out there, I'm thinking of a person, and everybody just start you know, raise your hand if you have a word for this person. So the person was unnamed. And they were coming out with, with things that were, you know, very, you know, prophesy, pro- prophetic sounding, you know, like God's going to exalt you and raise you and do this, that, and the other thing. But then somebody said, um, I, just, I just smell oranges, and I see oranges, fresh oranges. And... There was something, you know, that was in the middle, and this person tried to explain, you know, what the meaning was and everything, and then they kept on going, and like at the end, I can't remember how it ended or anything, because I was actually really impacted by the, the, the story about the oranges. And so then I said, yes, you know, and I talked to this person later, and I said, you know, that was all you needed to say was the, the smell, the fragrance, and that you saw oranges. And I didn't even tell him why it mattered. But that was, that was such a strong signal to me about something that I had been grieving and mourning about something that had happened in my life. And I love oranges. And I had some, a bag of fresh oranges in my refrigerator that were going bad because I didn't want to have anything to do with anything good. I was instead, you know, kind of wallowing in, in enjoying my grief. And this was God's way of saying, no, it's time to move on. It's time to enjoy what I've, I do have in your life, etc. So the more we can accept that God is going to speak to us where we are, it's going to change your hearing. It's going to change your perception. Like when we talk about the supernatural realm, do you know you're already participating in it? You're already, your senses are already sensing what's going on in the supernatural realm. It's just you're ignoring it. It's not registering. You have so many other things going on in your life. We all do. This is one of the reasons so many times, you know, we talk about meditating and uh, meditation and waiting and living a quiet lifestyle and being able to quiet your mind and your heart and setting aside times for, for fasting and just being with him is because we, we are, you are already experiencing, in fact, you're already experiencing those abilities in your, in your physical being and in your soul 
they're already activated. They're just you're just not using them. They're ready. Probably not all of them, but if you've been listening to any of these series, it's because God's ready for you to be using and functioning with those solical abilities. And again, you've you've we've all got them. We've all got all the all the abilities. We already have everything we need for life and godliness here on this earth because in our spirit we are in the kingdom. And this is what Jesus paid for. This is what Jesus made the way for, for us to return to that relationship with God where eternal life is flowing from spirit into our soul and through our body and into this world. The restoration of all things comes through us. We experience first. We are the first partakers of the fruit. And it's a process that we can enjoy. And the more we understand it on a personal level, how God explains himself to us, how he reveals himself to us in, mean, in ways that are meaningful to us, so have an expectation. Again, it can be a song. It can be, you know, the, I just gave you a couple of my examples that are meaningful to me. Now, of course, you know, that person, that young man didn't, um, you know, he felt awkward. He felt very awkward saying about the oranges. That I could tell because he was trying to come up with an explanation for it. But I walked away, and that was the only thing that I lingered on. Because it was meaningful to me. And I understood what God was saying and how gentle God was saying, it's time to move on. Because there is still sweetness in this life. And I was the one not partaking in it. So I came away with what I wanted to. And I encouraged him to say, you don't need to understand it. Just give what you get. God may give you understanding, and I can just tell you, it you know, you were right on the mark, and you don't need to know anything else. And this is part of our, our challenge is we rely on our own understanding. We rely on Christianity, you know, traditional Christianity. Does it line up with Scripture? Is this, you know, the whole concept of, you know, we, are, we can't do something that's not in the scriptures. And we're not, we're, at this point in time, maybe sometime, I'll get into the history of the, of the Bible and some of, the, some of the, 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 the paths and the, the courses that the different Bibles that are out there have taken and, and how we have what we have now. But that is a bit of a, a distraction. So even though I would probably enjoy it, I'm not sure that that's on the uh, uh, schedule for any time soon. But the whole point being is that it's, it's, you, it's you and God. And he is spending all his time, every second of every minute of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, of your entire life, managing the circumstances in your life 
to bring you into wholeness. And he's doing that for everybody. So we can rest assured that, you know, how, how often do we get caught up in the what ifs? What if I don't, what if I miss it and don't say the right thing or if I say the wrong thing or don't pray for that person or say the, pray the wrong thing or interrupt what God is doing or don't pr- ask God to do what I want him to do or what he should do, especially. But do we think God loves us more than he loves somebody else, where their well-being would be dependent on us? I, I certainly would not want to think that my well-being, my, the course that God has set for me, I would hate to think that it's dependent on somebody else doing the right thing, saying the right thing, being in the right place with God. No, this is, this is my relationship with God. We, we are in this together, he and I. Now, of course, you and I are in this together. Everybody is in this together. Even the non-believers, we're all in this together. It's an adventure that we're all being that we're all involved in. But we're involved in it in a level of solitude where where we're all one in spirit, but our soul is being rejoined to our individual spirit. And again, I don't understand how that works, and I can live with that. Over time, God might give me more clarity, or somebody else might have a great revelation. We'll all have a better understanding, and God will have prepared us to be able to receive that. But for right now, that's just not, that's, to me, it's a distraction. All I know is that what he's going on is restoring our soul to its original relationship with our spirit, because that, because that serves his purpose. And his purpose, again, goes along with his nature. His nature is to love, and he shows that love by giving. And he's giving of himself. He's giving to us. But when we look at what options are in front of you, if that's an area where you're, you know, you don't know where you fit in, you don't know how to approach this, whether this is something even God wants you to do, wants you to explore more about the supernatural realm or even more about the spirit. I mean, we haven't even uh, approached what the, the total different kinds of senses that our spirit uses that are exponentially greater and, and, and more powerful and more wonderful than our solical senses, which are exponentially more greater and wonderful, etc., than our natural senses. You know, eye has not seen or ear heard what awaits those who love God and wait for him. We, we can't comprehend what's in store for us. And so God gives us a way to encourage us encourage us and give us structure, give us a plan and a strategy in the meantime. And he gives us, you know, downs and ups, 
it would be, we, you know, we would not progress. We would not take the, the necessary path, the ne- necessary steps, if this was all the same, if it was all good all the time or all bad all the time. And one of the reasons he does that is so we don't try to interpret how we're doing based on our circumstances. So if everything is going right in your life, that doesn't that's not God saying, you know, you're doing everything perfectly. You have no room for improvement. You don't need to wait on me anymore. Likewise, if everything is is going great, you know, you could be in the middle of depression, having just lost your job, having made some really stupid comments to your friend and now they're mad at you, and be right in the middle of, of a great victory. Because the changes that God is making is not in your outward behavior or in your emotions. It's in the reunion of your soul and your spirit. And he's the only one who sees that. Sometimes he gives us a glimpse. Sometimes we get a little taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. Sometimes we get that. A lot of times we don't. Sometimes God is silent. And we simply just plod forward. And we're reminded, you know, he has encouraged me personally. You know, the things that, and I'm just sure, I'm, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have these kinds of examples as well. But when I wonder, okay, you know, who is God to me? I think about specifically those two things, about it's time to tend my own garden and about those oranges. Those, I mean, those are personal things where I know we connected, God and I. And that's what he wants you to have. He wants you to have the assurance that he, that you're on his side and he's on your side and he's looking out for you. And if he's looking out for you, that's all that matters. You don't need anyone else. You don't need all the truth. You don't need to, you know, have everything, your doctrine completely perfect. But think, look for a place in your life that God has giving you structure, and and even if you want to say a promise, but just the whole idea of you touched base with him, you, you, you understood his communication to you in a personal, private way, not just, oh, he gave you this scripture or this worship song, something that nobody else would even get if you told them. Even, you know, telling, well, just leave it at that. So take some time and be alone with God and let him reveal if there's a structure or an illustration or even, like a, again, something else that's meaningful to you that will give you the structure to draw you forward into the direction he wants you to go. So feel free to drop me a line at dianeatherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. There's also a contact form on my website. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, 
TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.